Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and it's a privilege to have you with me again. This week, our little podcast family want to welcome all of our regular listeners back again. And if you're a new listener, thank you so much. <laughs> Love that you're with us, and hopefully what we're talking about today will add some value to your leadership journey. This is our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. Hey, if you don't know much about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E. You can find out more about me there. We can communicate, and there are many other resources located at LanceBain.com. This is episode 143 of our podcast designed to help us be better leaders, and I'm really excited about today's topic. It's birthed out of my own weekend and some of what uh, I was walking through. had a great weekend. It was a crazy weekend. I took a flight on Friday. I needed to uh, officiate a funeral. As some of you may not know, I'm a, a leader of a local church, and so much of what we talk about on this podcast has its origins in the, the teachings of Jesus and the Christian faith and just the way that God made us and wants us to lead the gift of leadership. So I was uh, traveling this weekend, and Friday was my flight. It was maybe the worst flight I've ever had, and just to be when we landed felt like a massive accomplishment. And uh, I'd say this with all seriousness, there's a certain amount I'm just happy to be alive today. I just wasn't sure on that flight, man. It was bad, bad, bad. Kudos to all of those folks that helped us get to where we were safely. And uh, I went out of town because I was officiating a funeral for a friend of mine that had passed away uh, due to some causes and uh, spent time with the family and was able to to bring some comfort and some love. And so I appreciated uh, the opportunity to do that. It was a, a, a busy weekend. It was very draining. And so when I woke up this morning, I felt incredibly tired. And I, I told my wife, I said, I, I'm more fatigued than I realize after that weekend. It wasn't a lot of physical labor, but it was a lot of emotional investment, spiritual investment being present. And so what I want to talk today for us, what I want to share with you are five suggestions for managing fatigue as a leader. What can we do to manage fatigue as a leader. So let's talk about that today. So when I'm talking about managing fatigue as a leader, let me let me sort of clarify what do I mean by fatigue? I think there's burnout fatigue. I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about the kind of fatigue that just shows up through just everyday leadership stuff, being present, managing teams, having one-on-one conversations, looking at data, thinking through vision, mission, values, assessing where your organization is, where does it need to be, how do you move it forward, who do you need to talk to, being present with people, leadership by walking around, you're engaging your staff or other people, you're making phone calls, you're responding to emergencies, leadership stuff, right? The kind of everyday stuff that we do as leaders. I'm not talking about today the fatigue that shows up when you're burning the candle at both ends and you have unhealthy rhythms to your life. That that kind of stuff leads to burnout. And there are some important things we need to learn about that, some important factors and suggestions for how we can avoid that and actually maintain healthy rhythms. 
But even in your healthy rhythms, friends, there are times where you feel the fatigue. You know, my my weekend, I felt very fatigued, as I said. I woke up like, man, I'm just more tired than I thought. And fatigue is one of those one of those uh, words that can really um, corrupt a person's leadership. I remember one particular time I was battling fatigue, and I was a, a much younger leader. I'm up 50 now, be 51 this month, and I was probably in my um, early to mid-30s. And I was very fatigued. I had taken some young adults on a trip, and in my fatigue, I became a cynical leader. I mean, my sarcasm was sharp. My humor was sharp. I was just not a good leader. I was not loving. I was not present. I was not as kind as I wanted to be. Fatigue can manifest in many ways. For me, it's cynicism, a lack of patience, a lack of tolerance or understanding, I become demanding. So fatigue is a big factor for us, friends, and it's a real part of our leadership journey. So in contemplating my own sense of fatigue today, I came up with and reflected upon my life five suggestions that can help us manage fatigue as a leader because you still got to lead. People are still looking for you to show up, to be present, to make decisions, to engage, to cast vision, to solve problems, to do the hard work of leading. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you want to be that kind of leader. I want to be that kind of leader as well. So how do we manage fatigue as a leader? Here's suggestion number one, and this is as basic as it gets, rest and hydrate. Rest and hydrate. I can't overestimate or overcommunicate the need to stay hydrated. And by hydration, I don't mean lots of monster drinks or lots of caffeinated drinks or more coffee or more decaffeinated tea, whatever your drink is. I'm talking about good old water, having some good water in your system and keeping yourself hydrated. It's so good for your body. It's good for your organs and just your body and your overall health. And so you want to maintain a good hydration. And so I would encourage you to think about and then talk to your primary care doctor if you have some concerns, but generally 50% of your body weight is a pretty good target number for how many ounces of water you should be having a day. And then I would encourage you to rest. So like for myself, I slept in a little later today and I came into the office a little later. I have that liberty. I can do that. But think about what rest means for you. Maybe your lunch hour, you take a short 10, 15-minute power nap. Maybe you do something that relaxes the mind. Maybe you want to get outside and go for a walk if it's nice weather, whatever the case may be. Rest and hydrate is really important on how you manage fatigue. Fatigue is your body saying we need to be plugged in to some energy sources We need to recharge. And so rest and hydrate and eat healthy. Don't just be clamoring down on junk food. Give your body what it needs. And uh, so think about those ideas when it comes to managing your fatigue. Those are some simple, practical things that you can control. Here is suggestion number two. Engage your environment that promotes peace. Engage your environment that promotes peace. Again, this can be quite practical for you. It is very practical for me. When I came home from my trip last night and unpacking my luggage, I don't want to just unpack it and leave stuff there. I like to put my clothes away. I like to put the luggage away. I like to get these things done. Because for me, 
that's what promotes peace. I look around my environment and things are where they're supposed to be. That helps me feel a sense of peace. Other members of my family, that's not what promotes peace for them. They don't mind if things are kind of piled around, and that's fine. That's what promotes peace for them. But think about what promotes peace for you. Making my bed in the morning a certain way promotes peace for me. It's already a sense of accomplishment. Making sure that I am dressed in a way that is appropriate for what I have to do that day, and I'm dressed in a way that allows me to present myself in a way that I would be proud of. That promotes peace. Coming into my office and listening to the right kind of music, making sure my desk is in order and that my office is in shape and that it is hospitable, that promotes peace. So what is it for you? What does your environment need? What do you need to do to manage your environment that promotes peace? I also know that in an environment that promotes peace, it's not just natural things, sort of everything kind of being in order, but it's the mental environment. I don't want when I'm fatigued, if I can control it, I don't want any major decisions being made on those one, two, or three days where I'm trying to recover from something. So if possible, I push big decisions out. Now, it's not always possible, but if you can, that's what I mean by managing your environment that promotes peace. It's not a good time for you to have an argument with your spouse or a significant friend or a sibling when you're managing fatigue. Again, as much as you can control of those things and manage those things, I would really encourage you to do that. What will help you manage your leadership responsibility in a healthy way while you are overcoming fatigue from a, an intense season is to manage and engage and foster an environment that's going to promote peace. Here is suggestion number three for managing fatigue as a leader. How about connect with those you love? <laughs> Absolutely. Connect with those that you love. This is so helpful when you're thinking about managing fatigue because you want to you want your love tank to be filled, if you will. You want to be around those people that celebrate you and love you. When I came into my office this morning, I, on my desk were three sticky notes that said, uh, welcome home, uh, we love you, you were missed. And one of my staff had put those sticky notes on my desk. And it's just, you walk in and you see that and you're like, ah, golly, that just feels so good to know that people noticed you weren't around and that your presence was absent. And uh, on my trip, whatever the case may be, it just felt loving. And that was very refreshing to me. My wife last night had come downstairs and she was grabbing a little snack, a little something to eat. And I was sitting in the living room mindlessly watching TV. And she put a big smile on her face, looked at me, and she said, I, I feel so restful when you're at home, you know. And that made me feel loved. It made me feel cared for. made me reaffirmed my sense of significance and how special I am to her. Connecting with those you love, maybe doing something fun, watching TV together, just chatting Maybe it's just sitting with someone you love, and maybe it's just being together and just being in the same space together. Last night, I, when I came home, my son was outside, and he was off with a friend, and so I didn't see him when I got home. But it wasn't long after I got home, he came over and gave me a big hug, connecting with those that you love, spending time with them, sharing stories. Even today at lunch, because we had a, 
a wonderful veterans benefited our church on Sunday afterwards, and a local uh, restaurant owner contributed the lunch. And so I stopped by his restaurant today to have lunch and and to say, look, I really appreciate how you contributed to this. I want to connect with those that I love. And it just recharges your battery. And so think about who are those people in your space that you can connect with that you love? And what does connection look like? Very helpful suggestion on managing your fatigue while you're leading. Here's suggestion number four. Feed your inner being healthy things. Feed your inner being healthy things. And this is... uh, this is a big one for me because maybe it's a big one for you. <laughs> maybe it's a big one for you too. When I'm fatigued, I, I, it's easy for me just to sort of uh, marathon watch, you know, something on some platform that's you know got on-demand streaming. And uh, when I do that, I find that I sometimes can can be watching or listening things that aren't always that that helpful. Maybe the language in the show is not as as needed as I want. Maybe the the plot line or the storyline is more bloody or more uh, angry or more uh, violent, more manipulative um, than I really want. Maybe the um, the sense of the intensity of the show, does it promote fear? Does it promote uh, connection? Does it promote love? All of those things are important. The kind of music that I listen to. So I, I like to say it this way. I have an eye gate and I have an ear gate and uh, I have a, sort of a mind gate. And when I'm fatigued, it's easy to let what I would, I'm going to say they're bad things, but they're not always the healthiest things kind of come through my eye gate, my ear gate, and my mind gate. And so what I'm actually refilling my soul with, what I'm managing my fatigue with, emotional fatigue, spiritual fatigue, physical fatigue, I'm just not managing it with the right things. When I talked about in suggestion number one, to rest and hydrate, and hydration is not about throwing down more energy drinks or more caffeinated drinks, but it's actually about giving your body what it needs, water, This is kind of the same idea under suggestion number four. It's about feeding your soul what it really needs. Don't just binge on whatever monster drinks are to the soul or whatever candy and sugar and caffeinated things are to the soul. Give your soul what it needs. So think about the kind of music that lifts up and the kind of music that promotes promotes peace and, and connection and love and joy and the kind of nostalgia that replenishes the soul. Think about the kind of things that you're going to watch or listen to, maybe the silence that you need so that you can properly manage your fatigue and get back to a place of real health and vitality with increased energy so that you can have focus and presence and connection and good decision-making skills. Feed your inner being healthy things. So for me, it's time in prayer. It's time reflecting with gratitude upon things that have happened, sort of a a, a gratitude list. It's giving thanks for my family and it's spending time in, in prayer and maybe reading a verse or two from the Bible and thinking about that. It's making sure that what I'm watching is good for me and what I'm listening to is good for me. And it's not binging on things that really aren't helpful in that moment. There can be a day for that, but just not today when I'm managing fatigue as a leader. Here is suggestion number five. Resist the grind 
and be responsible. You know, as leaders, there's a certain pace that if you and I are honest, we can often run at that's not always the healthiest. Maybe it's too slow. Maybe it's too fast. And I want to encourage you to resist the grind. By that, I mean just give yourself if you can. And I know there are times when you're fatigued that decisions have to be made. you still got to be present. You've got to be engaged and be, be visible, be available, be accessible. So I'm not talking about those moments. But I'm talking about moments when you can maybe sleep in, maybe to go to the office late, maybe leave the office early, maybe do some things during the day that are more uh, refreshing for you, taking a walk, going to the gym, having a healthy lunch, going to lunch with a friend, spending time with those that you love, etc. I want you to resist the grind. I want you to resist the urge to jump right back in to that really fast pace. Give yourself some time to recover. Give yourself some time to recover. And so I want you to resist the grind. And it's just a choice of the will. It's just calling and saying, I'm going to resist that. Maybe you need to delegate some things, offload some things. Maybe communicate to your staff or to other people, hey, I'm taking a break today. This is what I'm going to be available for, this or that. And so give, give clear boundaries, you know, about where you're at, what you're doing, what you're available to do. But in your heart, you know that you are resisting the grind. And then be responsible. You can't abdicate. You and I cannot abdicate our leadership responsibility. We can't, every time we get fatigued, cause our team to think, oh, well, when they get fatigued, that means they're absent. They're not around. Leadership requires presence. Whatever that presence may be, physical presence, digital presence, online presence, uh, connected by cell phone presence, texting presence, email presence, and all of those different ways, leadership fundamentally requires presence to be a leader. And so we want to be responsible about that. We want to be responsible to those that we are on our teams and to those that are in our churches, our ministries, our small groups, etc. We want to be responsible to these people. But don't let the commitment to responsibility throw you right back into the grind. There's an old African proverb that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. That's what I'm talking about, friends. We want to run far in leadership. We want to, we want to go for the long haul. We want to do it healthy. We want to leave legacy. and We want to empower people and raise people up around us to become and to do things they could only even dream of. I was talking with a friend today who was talking about some things that he and his spouse, his wife, have been working on. And I said, I'm really proud of how this is going in your life. And he said, you know, we've been married a long time. We kind of thought our marriage maybe had gotten as good as it can. But in the last few years, I realized our marriage has gotten much, much better. That's it, my friends. It can always get better. And if you want to run far, run together. If you want to run fast, go alone. But I'm encouraging you to consider these five suggestions for how we can manage fatigue as a leader. Rest and hydrate. Engage in an environment that promotes peace. Connect with those you love. Feed your inner being healthy things. And suggestion number five, resist the grind and be responsible. I hope those five suggestions offer some direction and some valuable input for you. Hey, thanks for listening to episode 143 of our little podcast, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. Hey, stay safe, stay hopeful, everybody. Talk to you next week.